You've planned your wedding and now let the real fun begin creating your registry. The Crate and Barrel Wedding Registry is packed with thousands of items that are made to see you through a lifetime of breakfast in bed and Thanksgiving family dinners. And whether you need an upgrade across the board or come to the table with some items you already love, our registry experts are there for you every step of the way. Plus, now with group gifting, your friends and family can go in together on that dream gift Petri Sofa, anyone? So go for it. Start your Crate and Barrel registry now at CrateandBarrel.com slash wedding dash registry. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, my name is Ben, and I am loved by everybody. <laughs> wow, I love that. Just being straight up it? honest. No, do you get it? And I'm love. I'm Ben, and I'm I am loved by everybody. Yeah, come on, Ashley. Is it something that Luke P said? Yeah, okay. yeah, it, it was. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Almost Famous Podcast. Hey, uh, I have the sniffles um, right now. It's not because I'm sick. 
is because I've been out trimming my rose bushes all morning and uh, they're pretty nice right now. They're looking really beautiful. Actually, Ashley, do you mind posting the picture I just sent you of my rose okay. to the Almost Famous Facebook group? Yeah, I didn't get the text. For some reason, Mark and Easton in here got this text and it's a photo of Ben's roses, his rose bush uh, in his <laughs> front yard, backyard, flourishing. And I'm like, I have it in both front and back. <laughs> I was like, if anyone in the world has a flourishing rose bush tree or oh. whatever, it would be Ben Higgins. Like he sings to roses, he represents all roses. Of course, they're like, oh, we have to be at our very best for him. <laughs> yeah, well, and like Easton said, it's a really nice bush. Really nice. You bush. left Ashley off that group text, Ben. Oh, so that's why did. she didn't get it. Oh. I just sent it to her because oh. I'm a real friend. Wow. Oh, oh they are beautiful. They really are. Do you ever cut them? Um, yeah, you got to trim them at the beginning of the year. I like to trim them back. But so do you like put the, them you, in a vase? Vase? Uh, oh, you trim them. Keep, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, once they're ready, they start blooming. I have one out front that's called the Neil Diamond. That's the rose, and it's a <laughs> pink and white mixture. It's a hybrid. I have them in the back. They're all just natural, just roses. But the, the uh, real wait, secret, Ashley. Uh, you can tell me a secret, but I have follow-up questions. Okay. Uh, okay, go. Well, let's what's do the, the follow-up questions before I share the secrets. Oh, okay. Because I want to ease. I don't know how many secrets I want to actually share because I know there's people out there competing against my roses. Um, and I think this is a great way to start a podcast to talk about roses. So, Ashley, what's your question? Um, is the true is the type of rose really called a Neil Diamond? Yeah. Why is it named after Neil Diamond? That's a good question. I don't I don't know the like backstory, but it is. It's a white and pink mixture it's beautiful they bloom real big um and and robust i would call them hmm, interesting okay and then secondly have you ever put these roses in a vase or taken a single one and given it to jessica be like do you guys like incorporate roses into your 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 relationship um not yet because i met her in november and roses are just now blooming <laughs> oh so you have a decision to make so yeah so she's gonna get some roses uh, right now I'm competing. My mom also has some roses at her house and, uh, we send pictures back and forth of which, who has the most robust roses. The real secret though, Ashley is roses really like to be in the sun at least six hours a day. And so it's important that you find a place that is, it, it, roses are pretty sturdy. So you could put them in, in pretty tough soil. They can get pretty hot and warm. You want to make sure they get water just like everything else in life, but they, you really want <laughs> six hours of sunlight um, to really make those things ex explode. And here's the secret. Here's the one that really makes my world spin. I don't know if it's good or not. And I know Mark and Ethan, everybody out there listening is super intrigued, uh, by what I'm about to say <laughs> next, but, um, I take my old coffee grounds. I've and heard I this. Put, and I put them around my rose bushes so that it holds in moisture. And I think the coffee grounds just add a little bit of like a, a nutrient to the rose bush that has made them explode this year. Can we just talk about the fact that you have now joined your two major things in life, coffee ah. with Jennifer's coffee with roses, and you've made it's... beautiful, big, luscious roses from them. Oh, it's so <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm in a good mood, but I'm, I'm a little bit stuffy because I got allergies. And uh, so if you hear me sniffling or blow my nose, guys, deal with me. I apologize, but I could not miss the opportunity to talk to you all about this week's episode. Ashley, Yes, what do you think? Should we dive in? I mean, our episodes have been running so long recently that I think 
think we just have to dive in talking about The Bachelor from the very beginning because I feel like this week has a lot to talk about. All right, let's do it. Let's go in chronological order. We've been so bad with like jumping around. So yeah. ready? Cool. You go. Yep. You start. You start us off. So we ended last week's episode with Luke P and Luke S. Uh, the feud between the two. We call it uh, uh, putting up the Lukes is uh, is what I think our episode <laughs> yeah, was called. It was, good, yeah. good title. Um, and I think Ashley and I, could, in summary, last week said that we weren't a massive fan how either of the men handled the the situation. We thought they both skirt around issues. We thought that Luke P definitely manipulated the situation. We thought that Luke S, I honestly, maybe I should say this for myself. I thought he handled it like a child a little bit. I thought he was kind of running to Hannah for help. And, and I don't know if that's the best way to do it. And I also thought that Luke S never fully sat down, never fully confronted it with Luke P in a adult way. So I wasn't a fan of how anybody stood it. Ashley and I also talk about talked about last week how this Luke P situation was getting ugly from a standpoint of of long lasting issues re- coming from the show. Meaning that Luke P's character was being so much in question that we we want to try to hesitate from saying anything negative about him. We've said enough that's hurtful probably. I'm sure if he listened to the podcast, he wouldn't love what we said week one and two because at that point we thought there was going to be a redemption story. I definitely did because I was like, this guy's a front runner. I yeah. think like they're going to not like him for like an episode or two, which is actually definitely. quite common if you look back on like Bachelor history. There's like sometimes <clears throat> villains that come out early on that turn out to not be villains at all. And I thought, and- I felt like he was going to be one of those, but it doesn't look like it anymore. And so, yeah, and I think we both now agree talking on the podcast and offline that it's once that kind of became clear that there's not a redemption story, there's no use in just dragging this dude to the mud. It's not fair. It's not fun. It's whatever. But we still have got to break down the episode. So this is where we pick it up. The standoff continues. Opening scene looks like this. All the boys are addressing their concerns of Luke P's situation. Jed said, this is something we need to be careful of return to Luke P's ability to manipulate Ashley. Here's my response. And I want to hear what you think. This scene made me realize that I don't think Luke P has any clue of what he's actually doing. Meaning this is not an intentional manipulation. It's not intentional from the hurt everybody in the house. I honestly think he cannot help himself that his personality or the way he's dealt with people in the past has led up to the point probably for the first time in his life he's watching it back and having to be self-aware and he's now realizing probably watching this that he has manipulated people he has hurt people along the way just because of how he deals with people but watching this scene i don't think he realizes he's doing it i honestly think in his mind he believes that he has not intentionally hurt anybody yeah quite possibly it seems like the entire episode like he says things and then like mike said he like forgets that he said them or doesn't understand. Yeah. Like he, I, I don't know. He said, yeah, he just says things, doesn't understand how it comes across. And then he later says things that make what he had said prior a lie. He, my, uh, my roommate watched the episode with me and he said that, uh, it, it reminds him of a guy. I'd never watched this season, but you, you might know it, Bentley. Did oh. you ever watch this season with Bentley? A yeah, part yeah, of it? Yeah. Um, I don't remember Bentley having an issue. Well, he, I'm sure the other guys didn't like him. It, this was on Ashley. This is on um, Ashley H's season. 
Okay. I don't remember him having an issue with the guys, but I do just remember the way that he drew what he said to Ashley. He was just what he said to Ashley and then what he said in ITMs was just totally different. He was literally admitting uh-huh. to her the entire time that he was playing her. Do you think Luke P has any clue of how bad he's coming off while this is happening? Like, do you think it, he's at, going to bed at night going, oh, man, I'm really digging myself a hole, not only with Hannah and the guys, but just in general? Or do you do you think this is just a, a foreign idea to him? I think that he knows he's digging a hole with the guys. And I don't know if he thinks that what he's doing with Hannah is really going to be like a big deal. Like, I think he just keeps thinking like, oh, we have something. It's okay. I can, you know. I also don't even know that he knows how to fix the things with the guys. Because like you said, he's not really acknowledging that he's doing anything wrong. He literally doesn't think he is. He has no clue. Which leads up to this point. We see, and this is my one of my favorite things about this show, is when there's a feud in the house, the show does a great job, just like we should in real life, I think, of bringing two people to, together to confront the issue, right? At some point, no matter how ugly it gets, over time, the show finally sits both people in a room and makes them hash it out. Yeah. It happens every year, happens every mm-hmm. season. It's always one of my favorite things because you see two people, two adults having a grown-up conversation or at least attempting to And we see it with Luke S and Luke P. They're sitting quietly in a room together, confronting an issue that neither of them fully know how to handle. Hannah doesn't know how to handle it. Hannah leaves, and we see Luke S and Luke P go back and forth with each other. I will say it again, and I'll stand firm in this, and please email us at beninashleyiheartmedia.com if you agree, disagree, or feel different. I thought Luke S still didn't handle the situation well himself either. But I don't know why. Like, he said, like, the right things. I just feel like his tone is, like, so hostile. But I guess in an argument, your tone is going to be hostile. I feel like there's a way to approach the argument where it's, like, just a little bit more understanding, a little more, like, a little less accusatory. I don't know. Am I, like, saying bizarre things right now? Why do I feel like this fight... No, you're not. Because normally on a fight on this franchise, I, like... It's a fight, <laughs> but I don't, but I'm rooting for someone. Even if I don't really like the person, I'm still like rooting for someone. In this case, I'd be happy if they both left. I, I, I would agree. Okay. And I wasn't super clear that if I thought they both should leave yet, because I know Hannah does. She said it, she summarized it best after this, and I'm going to skip ahead and pull it back here. But she says, you know, my mind doesn't want him here, but my heart does. And, and those type of things. I think. Both men, I feel like, are going home at this point, especially when Luke pulls Hannah away right before the the roses start getting passed out. And I thought, okay, here's his opportunity to fix things, right? He's going to be a man. He's going to say, hey, this whole situation has been ugly and messed up. It's taken away from our relationship. I know that your feelings towards me are now in question. I know that you've seen a different side of me, and I can't help but say that I'm sorry for that. All those things he could have said and actually meant and felt. But he goes right back at Luke again saying, watch out for him. It's confusing to me. Why do guys and girls on this show continue to use a limited amount of time that they have to stand up to try to sabotage, block, or stop another relationship? You're not here for that. That does you no good. It doesn't do me any good on this show until the very end, to the last day, for anybody else to go home. It's 
it matters. For, the benefit is for me to stay, me personally. And until the last day, I don't really care who goes home or not, right? Right. I and so why can't. does Luke care, care? Why does Luke S care so much, Ashley? I don't know. I mean, I think he's just annoyed. I think you get to that point on the show, especially because I've lived it multiple moments like this, where I just get so frustrated. I'm so angry that I can't help but think of anything else until the confrontation has cleared. You know? Really? Yeah. I don't think you ever had that. I think like I just, I'm not going to be able to get past this until it is dealt with. Yeah. So uh, just to go back a little bit, Ashley, you've dealt with a scenario like this where you've had a feud on this show and it's been difficult to handle and it's been confusing when you're in it. How does it compare to real life? So if you had a, a feud in real life or, or disagreement with somebody, would how would you handle it compared to how you're forced to or just because of environment and restrict time restrictions when you're on the show? Well, I've never really had a fight like this in per in like in real life, quote unquote. I've never had like an in uh-huh. an arg- like I've never had any sort of like mm, enemy in real life. So I don't really know how I would deal it deal with it, but if I had to like deal with a friend conflict in real life, I feel like you know your friend well enough to like say how you're feeling in a way that they'll understand and it's mm-hmm. just more easily worked out than on the show where well you're choose you're you are put in an environment where you can't escape people and personalities that you don't jive with. I mean, I guess we could say this, and I have a follow-up question for you, but you and I have had, we worked together for two years now. Speaking of that, uh, last week was Ashley and I's two-year anniversary, 15 million individual downloads later, Ashley nice. I. Kennedy and the Almost Famous podcast is rolling through. Pretty, Roll Tide. Pretty cool. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, Wait, Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. 15 million downloads. Anyway, Sorry. You and I have had disagreements, right? We, we work together. We talk together. Uh, you know, we've had things that have came up that we disagree on. But I think disagreements friends, are different than what you have on the show. A hundred percent. But I would say this: disagreements can turn into feuds. But what I think friends do, what you and I would do, is as soon as it happens, we call, text, confront the situation to say, "Hey, I agree or I disagree with what's happening." How do we work this out? How do we come to terms? Because I love you. I care about you. I know that your intentions are good. They're not trying to hurt me. And then it always gets solved, which I think you do in real life, yeah. which I think is still an option on the show. But I don't think the so. Difference, <laughs> you don't think so? Okay. Well, so here's my you, follow-up you, you question follow up, to you. follow up because I think I have exactly the answer for you. And I think I already kind of mentioned it. Yeah. So what? It's gonna. my question to you, Ashley is why on the show, if they don't happen as much in real life, why on the show, one, do these feuds happen so often every season amongst people that don't know each other and are both con- going after the same person? And second, how do you handle it? In real life, you normally don't associate with people that you don't like on a regular basis. Like okay. maybe you're forced to take a class with them or maybe you're forced to work with them. Uh-huh. But you're not like living together and you're not fighting over the same person. It's like, it's one thing to like disagree and not get along in a work environment because that's work. But I think when it's about someone like a a love interest and on top of the conflict being about a love interest, you also don't jive with them as a person and you're stuck with living with them. That's when it all boils up and it's a completely different 
out of hand scenario. Do you think anything, and I want to sit in this for a second because we get a lot of emails from our listeners asking for the behind the scenes answers. Do you think any of this is because of the environment that you're placed in, the heightened sense of emotion, vulnerability, and confusion, because this isn't your normal life. Like you don't get to separate yourself and go to your room and sleep, nap, think about it, meditate. When you're on this show, I would say it's very rare that you're ever alone. Yeah, it's your whole world. to process your thoughts on your own. Yeah. You're, you're always around somebody. So do you think it's just the exhaustion and the confusion of being around people all the time that make you irritable to the sense of to, to everything? It definitely doesn't help the cause. I, I, I would agree. You know, it does help the cause, though, Ashley. Let's pause for a second to talk about a company who is making your special day even more special. And it's going to be awesome and beautiful. And I know you're a big fan. Ashley, tell our listeners why. Oh my gosh, I got the coolest gifts in the mail this week from Crate and Barrel, from our Crate and Barrel registry. I've never been so excited to get something from them because I knew by the size and the shape of this box what it possibly could have been. And then I unwrapped the paper and I saw it was the juicer that I've wanted and the coffee maker that I wanted. This just like such an adult thing to get excited over, but this coffee maker... You can, you can make a pot or you can make a Keurig cup or you can make an individual size cup. And I am so excited for it. It looks so clean and sleek on our kitchen counter. I don't now have like an individual maker and a, a pot coffee maker. We just have one console. It's so nice. And we also got the juicer that was on our registry. Woohoo! Because I have been trying to like drink more green juices and stuff leading up to the wedding. I um I really don't like salads. I just don't like it, but I do love green juices. There's something it digests in me more properly. It doesn't give me a bloated stomach when I juice the stuff together. I think it's because it like loses fiber or something. But ever since I got it, I've been making celery juice in the morning, a la Tanya Rad. And it's been it's been really good and it's super easy. I thought it was gonna be complicated. I just had to write, read the instructions once and now it's second nature to me. It's so great. Anyway, so those are just a couple of the items that Jared and I have gotten off our registry lately from the wonderful people in our lives. We also got some amazing black plates. Our dinners look even more beautiful on this. They're very adult plates. It doesn't look like I got them for a dollar each. I just love how the crate and barrel items that Jared and I have been getting from our registry make our place feel more adult and sophisticated. And they're also timeless and classic and they, they look great. And I know that I'm not going to be tired of looking at them and want something new in like a year because it's just everything matches perfectly. It's beautiful. If you are engaged out there and you want to start a registry with crate and barrel, we highly suggest it. Go to crateandbarrel.com slash gift dash registry. And if you do sign up for a registry, they can help you very much in store. They can like bring you on a guided tour to help you figure out what you want on your registry. And you can also so easily register for your items, not only in person at the store with your, with your phone, but you can also do it um, on their app when you get home. Cause if, if you like went to the store and you're like, oh, you know what? I really wanted that, but I didn't put it on there. You could just pull up the app. There it is. Um, and then you could also just scroll and basically shop from home as well. It's 
pretty cool. They also give you a nice little thank you list. So if somebody sends you a gift without a note, you know exactly who sent it to you. It's been a lifesaver. It is crateandbarrel.com slash gift dash registry. My girlfriend, Jessica, actually just told me last night. She called me specifically. This is a true story. To thank Third Love for sending her a gift. Remember we talked about a few weeks ago how kind of weird it was. I felt weird. I don't know. for Gifting um, her girlfriend a bra. Yeah, it just felt a little weird. Like that's yeah. that's not really the relationship Ash, or uh, Jessica and I have. Yeah. But <laughs> she loves it and she thanks me for it. Ashley, here's something that amazed me. Before we talk about third love, for all you women out there, I talk about all the time how much I'm learning about women through this podcast, which is really great for me and my relationships in life. I didn't realize women don't have own many bras. Like yeah, Jessica no. says that she doesn't like own a lot of bras. Like this is not a thing that she like has a whole like drawer full of. So a nice two. bra. <laughs> I wear two. What? Like I have way more in my drawer, but there are two go-tos. Yeah, that's what she said. She has two. So a good bra is incredibly important, isn't it? It's so important. And um, we love Third Love because it uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. What's what's different about them, like uh, I just said it, it's not just size, it's also shape because that makes a difference in how your bra fits. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes. Like that is a ton more than your average department store, including their half cup sizes, which I realize I'm a half cup size and I didn't know that until Third Love came into my life. They have this Fit Finder quiz and all you have to do is answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in legit 60 seconds. And it's actually kind of fun, to be honest. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. Every single customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, then you can return it. And Third Love is going to wash it and donate it to a woman in need. And if you do a little research, you can find out that bras when it comes to like donation items, they don't always fly. So this is really important that they donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated and available to help you every day via text, chat, or phone. I have their latest contour plunge bra. It's very sexy. It's super cute, but it's also extremely functional and I feel very bridal in it. <laughs> um, you guys, there is a perfect bra for you. Even if every time you go bra shopping or buy a new one, you feel frustrated by it. You just got to go to third love. And right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com. That is T H I R D love.com slash famous. Now to find your perfect fitting bra, get 15% off your first purchase. And that's at thirdlove.com slash famous for 15% off. Ashley, uh, moving on from the Luke situation, because we're going to get back to it. Uh, Luke is going to be talked about at the end of this episode as well. Uh, Luke S and Luke P, the feud continues. Luke P stays. Luke S goes home. It wasn't unexpected. I kind of figured it was going to happen at least just from her feelings towards Luke P since the beginning. Ashley, were you shocked that Luke P stayed? No, not at all. I mean, uh, I understand like having feelings towards someone that you probably know is not a good idea in your head. But like she said, in your heart, you just can't let go of it yet. So, I mean, I understand if she wants more weeks with him. 
Didn't you feel like, and sorry, I said we'd move on, but I want to, didn't you feel like you're at home? Because at this point, Hannah seems like a friend to me. Like, I, I love Hannah. I think Hannah uh, is a lot like uh, you in the sense of like, you, you we're so different as people, but I just want to cheer for her as a human. And she's entertaining to me because of her different ways she'd handle situations. And when she's saying the words, you know, my mind uh doesn't want to hear my heart does it's like so many of my friends that i know that are women and men that i'm going leave like this is if you're saying that this is not a healthy relationship this is not good get out of it but yet we always all of us get pulled right back into those oh yeah we just can't get out of them totally we can't help ourselves but we cannot help ourselves but at this point i'm loving on hannah who else i'm loving on and i know you do and i want to know were you okay when JPJ, John Ugh. Ball Jones, Ugh. was sent Why? home. Why? I knew it. I called it. I called it from the very beginning of the rose ceremony. I was like, darn it. JPJ is going to go home, isn't he? I know he's going home. We did not see enough of him. I think we got enough of him. We didn't, but oh. I think we're going to see a lot of him in paradise. Okay, so that brings it up then. Mateo and JPJ were sent home. Both solid candidates. I liked them both. I'm not surprised they went home. We didn't see a lot of them this season. There's a couple guys that stayed that maybe I was a little more surprised that were there, there were compared couple, to these guys. Yeah, there were a couple more forgettable guys that stayed rather than JPJ. I think like he's just so much of like a surfer bro for her. And she's like, yeah. I'm never going to be with somebody like that. No, so we didn't see enough of them. But here's what we got to pause and talk about. Before we get on to Scotland, who, does J, who do you see JPJ connecting with in Paradise? Ooh, good question. He's got to be there. Oh, yeah. He's, like, made for it. He basically was on Hannah's season so that he could go to Paradise. I agree. <laughs> uh, do you have a, a person off the top of your head right now? I think Demi. Oh. I think Demi and him could have a blast. Okay. Are they too similar? Maybe. That's where I'm thinking. It's like they remind like too me Too young of and goofy? Yeah, but, like, at this point, isn't that probably what they're looking for? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Demi's been on the podcast a few times talking about her love interest. I don't know if she's ready to settle down, if she wants to. I mean, how cool would it be if two funny, goofy people connected in paradise and we got to watch a relationship like that, like flourish, at least for a couple weeks? I don't know that this girl is going to be in paradise. I think she's still Instagramming stuff, so it's probably a no. But I think he and Haley Ferguson. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. They also kind of look like sister and brother, but it's okay. I mean, that's kind of okay. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. it's totally okay. It would be awesome to see Haley go down to Paradise, kind of without Emily, to see yeah. where they're at. I've lost complete touch with the Ferguson twins, but back in the day, um, they were a huge piece of my life, and I always really enjoyed them as humans. Like, just, they were fun to be around. They were joy-filled and optimistic, and so if we could see Haley Ferguson and JPJ and the conversations they would have about oh the my world. God. Amazing. Oh, Let's ship it. Yeah. Right? That's that word we use, right? Ship it? Yeah. So let's get Haley down there. Let's get Haley to paradise. JPJ is waiting for you, girl. Okay. Second chapter of the show. They're moving on to Scotland. Uh, Big fan of Scotland. I think that is a tremendous place to have The Bachelorette. I actually kind of wish, uh, like we did on uh, Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette, they would stay in Scotland a few more weeks. I just think there's tons to see, tons of beautiful date spots, amazing hikes, amazing places, picnic. Just it's a really good country to do the show from because there's a ton of history, a ton of culture, and a ton of beauty. So I was pumped to hear that they're going to Scotland. I was also excited, Ashley, because the very first date goes out to Mike, who people are a huge 
fan of this season. I mean, when I and I'm kind of getting my my I'm judging these things based on Twitter responses after the show and during the show. Ashley, what is it about Mike that you think attracts people to him? Because here's the thing. I like Mike, but I'm not positive on him because he's had so many confrontations with Luke P. Yeah. And so at first it was like, okay, Mike, I think you have a lot going for you before this date. I think you're looking guy. You're smart. I like that you ask Hannah questions, but you've had now you've, I almost feel like he's taking the role on the protector of the house. And that typically is not the person I am a fan of later on the season. What is it about Mike that he's able to do that and still bring the crowds in to be a fan of him? I'm really not sure, Ben, because I kind of feel like you do. I like him, but I, I don't understand why anybody would really like have a passion for him at this point. Do you, I, I thought the date went well, but I also like it screamed. You're not getting past six to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like you're gonna stick around because you're a nice guy in this process, and we get along well, and we have fun together. Um, and because I have to like do this like by a number system, you're gonna hang around for a while because you're a good one, but you're not my one. That's just what I gathered from the date. Yeah, and he, I mean he's a top choice for Bachelor, which I think is understandable. But here's the thought that I the, the thing that I was really intrigued by from their date is Mike has been the protector of the house. He's a confident man. He's a good-looking guy. He stands up to Luke P. And, and what I appreciate about Mike is he tells Luke P. Um, the truth. He doesn't skirt around the issue. He tries to get to the bottom of it. Um, I, it's very clear he's not a fan of Luke P., but at this point, not many people are. But we see that confident kind of stable force break down around Hannah to where he is uncontrollably nervous. And yeah. in that moment, he was very relatable because I had the same thing happen with Caitlin. I could not speak on our, my first date with Caitlin because I was so nervous to be alone with her because she was such an intimidating figure to me. We saw that with Mike, which made him endearing. I was just, I was, it's, it's interesting, like, as like somebody who's more of an open book, to see him struggle being vulnerable. It was funny. It was like it, he was like really nervous about talking, about like I sharing want, himself. Yeah. And I wonder, Ashley, can you relate? Like, you're no. you're an open book. You're confident, but then when you get around guys back in the day before Jared, or even when you first started talking to Jared, would you break down? Or before could you the just... Bachelor, yeah, before yeah. the Bachelor, maybe on Crystal season, just like felt so weird talking about myself. Like yeah. I could talk about like surfacey things about myself, but like not talk about my soul. So uh -huh. I think that Mike is just going through that learning process right now. And if we do see him in Paradise, I feel like he'll be like far more comfortable with it. Okay. Yeah, so you you're not picking him to be with Hannah. You I don't really don't. Do you? No, I don't think so either. I, I think there's a lot there. I actually would pick him for the top four at this point, um, because I, I do I think he's top six. But okay, close. Yeah, so I think it's somewhere between six and four. I think he is going to be a top choice for Bachelor if he goes to Paradise or not. Um, but there was that moment that was interesting to me because he did break down this confident figure that we've seen through the whole season broke down in nervousness around Hannah. I mean, he didn't just break down in nervousness. He sat in that nervousness for, I mean, it had to be 20, 30 minutes. Like he was, he couldn't speak. He <laughs> I couldn't wonder how long out. it was in real life. Cause you know, those are a lot longer scenes in real life. At some point she's probably just wondering like, Mike, just start talking. Yeah. Like it, that would probably be weird in person. Like it, it would be odd if somebody got that nervous. Um, 
But like Hannah also her. understands more than anyone because of the way she was on her first date with Colton. Good point. I never thought about that, Ashley. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Do you, do you think it was nerve that got her with Colton? Oh, yeah. Because she just didn't know how to express her soul either, I feel like. Especially wow. so early on. And like, I think one on one. Coming in with the win again. One on ones are so, there's so much more pressure on a one on one than there is on group dates because with group dates, you still get like only 10 to 15 minutes solo time with the, with the lead. Yeah. And then with one on ones, even though like a one on one may take nine hours to shoot, you're probably with them for like how many of those nine hours? Five hours, possibly. Yeah. That's a long date. That's like a really long first date. Could you imagine going on a date and a first date in real life and it being five hours with somebody that maybe you, well, there's the pressure to click because if you're not clicking after five hours, it's super obvious. Super obvious. No, I can't think about that. That does give me stress. There's no way that she's going to be clicking with every guy she goes on a one on one with. No. She has so far, though, except maybe later on in this episode. So let's pause for a second and talk about the second group date, followed by a massive breakdown with Luke P. Let's talk about one of our sponsors. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us, they burned us, and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel, and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. 
This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you ready to talk about the group date now? Uh, uh, the best group date of the it season. Was yeah. the gross, it was the best group day group day of the season, and we I think we all know why. It's because Luke P wasn't there, and we got to see amazing camaraderie amongst the guys. They like loved being in each other's presence without Luke. They were having fun. I even loved when um who was it? Who's your favorite? Kevin? Is that Kevin? No, Grant. Grant. I love Grant. Grant. He, he was <laughs> I like love him. he he wait, has he not who wait, Kevin is we the one who hasn't kissed. All season. Wait, is there a guy named Kevin still around? Ooh. Who's the know. one who saw Jed and Hannah making out? Oh, it wasn't Grant. That it was, was Kevin. Uh, it might have been Kevin. I think his name was Kevin. Yeah. If it's not, then we know who you're talking about. That was terrific. But yeah. yeah. So he's like, um, Yeah, I know it was thing. great, right? And then Jed was like, Yeah, it was. And they were like laughing. And I just love the fact that they could laugh about that together. It, well, it's it's amazing that like Kevin walks upstairs to see. Well, first off, let's pause here because on this group date we saw Hannah riding. I shouldn't say riding. She <laughs> there. These were good makeout sessions. 
the oh. Jed makeout and the Peter makeout, like Peter was actually cute because those like sexy scenes on a um, pool table, you want them to be super sexy, but there's no way it's possible. And we were able to see it be cute and like clumsy at the same time. A hundred percent. So Ashley, I want to start though at the beginning and talk about the, the, the scenario that existed. I thought this, I, why is it that I love these type of group dates? It's like, I, I remember on my season of the bachelor, there was the soccer date and the woman played soccer and it was amazing because there was camaraderie, there was teamwork. And then at the ending of the night, it was awesome because everybody was tired and worn out. And so it was very relaxing. Same thing with boxing on Caitlin's season. And, and these group dates about this week of the year always seem to be the best. Are we bl- Are we saying this was the best group date because Luke P wasn't on it? Or just because of the situation? Eh, I think it was because Luke P wasn't on it. And the guys were able to do something fun and funny, which was, um, what, what what was that called? Like just the Braveheart Championship? Yeah, let's call it that. Like I they were wearing the skirts it, yeah. and like dumping milk on their head. And it was just fun and funny. And Luke wasn't there to bring it down. And so the guys actually like had friendships that existed during this group day. It yeah. felt like. It felt like the guys actually enjoyed being around each other as much as they enjoyed being around Hannah, which is very important during these group dates. I was excited to see. I was excited that the audience got to see this kind of friendship amongst them because this is really what it's like in the house when there uh-huh. isn't like any villain interruptions. You're right. You're right. When the villain is gone, it actually is a lot of fun. There's cards being played. There's wrestling. There's whatever. Like people are just messing around. I mean, at least I don't know if the women are wrestling. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, but I want to talk about it. They, the the show made a big deal of everybody's balls flopping out. Yeah. Why were they wearing underwear? I was super I, confused. I don't think you do. I bet Mark knows this. With kilts, do you wear underwear? His eyes just bugged out. He's like, I do not. <laughs> of course, like you can wear underwear underneath them. But That's... my understanding is you don't. My understanding Wait, is the is tradition is that you don't. Oh. Yeah, Ben kind of had me on that one. That's <laughs> he... true. He does know. <laughs> I knew he did. I know. It feels like Mark's a kilt guy. <laughs> yeah. He is. So these guys, no underwear underneath these kilts. They're flopping around. Hannah's seeing it. As a, a bachelorette, Ashley, would you be into this or not? Like, is that a thing that people want to see? Like, as if you're dating a guy, a bunch of guys and that that's happening, are you watching or you turn your head? I will say it's definitely not like, guys looking at girls without underwear on it's not yeah. like we're begging to see it but we'll take a peek if it's there okay just out so of curiosity like super... but it's not like sexy i'll tell you that it's not sexy that's that was the thing i was wondering is this is is, it the, is sexy the word we use to describe this like is, no. is she going oh this is awesome or like uh well, it's period I'm naked curious. guys are more funny than they are sexy uh, see that feels like <laughs> something sad, that exists isn't it but it's true this kilt website says that if you're wearing underwear under your kilt, it's a dress. Really? Uh, that's what they say. So they make it manly. Yes. It's a manly skirt because you're not wearing underwear, and then therefore your kahunas are kind of hanging out. That's that's what like the a tradition. masculine move. Wow. Easton? Yeah, well, a, a true Scotsman, I read, wears no underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so a false Scotsman is what I am. But do you guys feel <laughs> as if guys are more funny naked and rolling around and girls are like, it's sexier for girls to have that tease of nothing under the dress? Well, those are two separate questions there. Well, I'm not sure. No, the- I mean... I don't think anyone gets excited when a man announces he's not wearing underwear. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what we needed. so true. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like the difference between strip clubs. 
the yeah. f- when women go to a strip club, it's a party. There's there's loud music yeah. and dancing. They're having so much fun. They're yeah. screaming the whole time. Men go and just lurk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Mark. The, see, this is why Mark and Easton get paid the big bucks because <laughs> Easton broke it down well. Nobody gets excited when a man says he's not one under it, and Mark said it best to where it's men are just a little like lurky, um, and the women make laugh and can make fun. Male nudity and, and, and female nudity are totally date, different animals. T- totally different animals, and that's what this date felt like. It was fun and funny, and it was a connector. It felt like the people got closer during this date than they were before because of situations like this. The funny, the playful situations that existed. Moving into the evening portion, portion, Ashley, what did you think? How do you break it down? I just thought that Jed shined again during the nighttime part of the date. And again, we mentioned Peter. He shined too because of his little move. And knowing... From my chat with Hannah, which was a bonus scene last week in Newport, she like really liked making out with Peter and he liked that he that she, that he pushed her against the wall. So I think he was like, oh, she liked that wall a lot. I'm going to push her against the pool table. So I feel like I really felt connected with those two during the group date. I feel like Jed just continues to like kill it. I love his how subtle he is. There's just like something very easy about him. And I think there's their opposites in a way that it really makes sense. Like she's going to be like the shining star and like the big personality. And he's just going to sit back and enjoy watching her do that. That's how I feel. Like he's not the most charismatic figure we've seen on this show. No, he's not even the most charismatic figure on this group day, but there is a subtleness and just a a patience to him that feels like he's going to be a great partner He's going to spice things up when 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 we need to, but he's also going to be really good sitting back watching Hannah shine. Right. Like you said, that you summed it up perfectly. Yeah. I I do agree. Now, Ashley, one other thing I want to know is I think we're seeing Hannah relax a lot this week. I think we're seeing her get in a whole new comfort zone and I think the parallels and the reason I say that is because physically she's a lot more aggressive this week. And she's allowing a lot more of the, the makeout ha- to makeouts to happen. And actually, she it looks like the cameras aren't. She doesn't even think the cameras are there. The way like, she straddled is, Jed, she was like, I don't even just, care. He was like, are you sure? He basically said, like, are you sure? And she's like, whatever. <laughs> exactly. I loved it. I mean, so, like, is this just a sign? I mean, we're only a few weeks in. Is this a sign of things to come? Like, when you start to open up the door to get more comfortable physically, the relationships start to get really, really close. And so I think you're opening yourself up for a lot more emotion later on in the season than we may be seen in a while because she's willing to get so so close so quickly. Quite possibly. And let's mention that Jed did get the rose on this group day, and he has been slaying it with the roses. He got the group day on week two. Then he got the the one-on-one flower rose on week four, and then again got a group date rose this week five like he has gone into a rose ceremony now uh, three out of the five times with a rose already the funny part is it's just a good like kind of going back to what you said before nobody's intimidated by jet right the guys don't hate jed they're not right. pushing jed aside they're not going oh jed's the front runner none of us are actually viewing jed as the front runner. yeah we're not what is up with that because he's a quiet assassin <laughs> he is 
I think he's, it's he's just very be- underwhelming. Like he he's patient, he's kind, he says the right things, he's honest with her, but then he just kind of sneaks back into the back. It's because usually the front runner, the front runner is the one that is like getting the most attention from the lead. But in this case, Luke P is getting the most attention from her, but it's not always positive attention. It's sometimes bad, but in general, it's attention. So when we think of this season, we think Luke P before we would ever think about somebody who has like just like a better chance of ending up with her. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I'm starting to believe in Jed more than I ever have after this week because I think he is positioned has not positioned. That seems like it was intentional. I just think he's in a, pos, a position right now where everybody else around him is kind of self-destructing except the front runners. And he's just going to quietly move through. Yeah. I also have to say that even as an engaged woman, I thought when he put that, that milk on his head, it was sexy. It was no. Yes. Okay. I was going to move us on here, but we have to pause here. <laughs> Milk's going to smell so bad. I'm sure it will. You're right. That is pretty disgusting when you think of the smell, but it was the uh, beastliness of it. Ugh, and the fact that he really I, got into it like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Braveheart. And like, let's remember <laughs> that Braveheart may be thought of as like a man's movie, but it is a grand romance. <laughs> okay. So we're saying the milk move was good. We're saying Braveheart <laughs> is a is a romantic comedy. It's not a comedy. It's a romance. It's a romance. And we're saying Jed leaves this date as probably the front runner. Moving into right now, who we thought was a front runner after week one, Luke P finally gets the one on one. The card is perfect. It says, "Let's figure things out one way perfect. or." another so good it's perfect ashley to get us started here and you know i'm passionate about this scenario and so then i could pick it up leaving the lucas situation moving into a one-on-one and reading that card is your expectation that this date is going to go well or poorly before it even starts i would like to think that this this is not just a date it is a test so i would say he has a 50 50 chance of survival okay here Here's how I think Luke P survives. Going to the date, if Luke P survives, if he stops focusing on himself and he starts focusing on trying to fix the situation that Hannah is feeling. Oh, wait, Ben, we forgot to mention one big thing before going into this date. Okay. Um, she, he like said when he found out that he was going on the, on the one-on-one that he was going to use this as a way to really know whether he should still be around. Like he was going to make this decision of like, are they compatible or are they not? Am I ready to leave or am I not? And it's like, dude, you literally said that you are already falling in love with her. So another thing, it's like he forgets what he says in the past. That's, and I think, Ashley, that's maybe everybody's biggest issue with him in the house. Yeah. But I'm starting to learn. So here's what's sad to me. Okay, so fast forward to where Luke P is leaving. I do believe he thinks that he is attempting to make friends. It's actually a really sad scene. It it was not easy for anybody to watch or for me to watch at least. While he's leaving the group of guys, he says a few things. Now, yes, they're the wrong things. And yes, they're out of context. And yes, he's not doing a great job at communicating. But he says just a few words to the guys as he's leaving. And you could tell that he's hurting. You could tell that all he wants to do is belong. And he's so far outside of the group at this point that belonging isn't even an option until 
he solves some major issues. And, and I think really it comes down to what you were saying is he uses his time so poorly. And so here's a question I want to ask our listeners because we have some very big-hearted listeners. It's very clear that our listeners care a lot about the contestants and the people and us as, as hosts. How do we fall in love with Luke P for who he is at his worst. I feel like it's impossible for the audience to fall in love with him at this point. But it doesn't mean that he can't have a redemption story later down the road in Paradise. We've seen that a zillion times. It's just, you know, right now, no, it's not going to happen this season. We need a break from him first. Well, and the guys need a break too because was he, as he's leaving the house to go on this date, it was so, so awkward that I've, you know, as a Enneagram 4 that I've talked about on the podcast before. As a what? Enneagram four. That's my Enneagram number. You haven't oh, taken the test. I haven't We've taken the this. test, but I yeah. really need to. You need to at some point. Well, a four at my best, you know, I, I desire authenticity and genuineness. That's when I'm at my best. It says when I'm at my worst, I feel like the kid that wasn't, you know, I've said this before as well, but we'll repeat it. I feel like the kid looking in the window at the birthday party that he wasn't invited to. And I feel that that's when I'm not at my healthiest. And in this moment, I felt like Luke P was looking around the room, realizing he wasn't invited to anybody's friendship. And that hurts. I know that's, that's hard. Sad. I feel empathy for him there. It's really hard and it's really late in the game. And I agree with you that I think we're so far that redemption isn't going to happen, especially after watching this date. And here's why we can go back and forth and break down each words and each thing said. I've gotten the sense and, and to be critical here. Luke P still is talking about Luke P no matter how hard this is getting for Hannah and as confused as Hannah is, is his response is always, well, I'm confused. Also, I'm hurting also, but I think you're perfect. No, <laughs> this isn't about what you think of her right now. This is about what she thinks towards you pour into who she is as a woman, pour into this relationship because we know that you're feeling hurt as well, but, but you're also hurting everybody else in the process. And so I'm confused at why it continues to be about Luke P in his mind. There isn't a, when Hannah says that, why isn't the response like a Mike would do to why are you hurting? Let's break this down. Let's talk about it. Let's come to terms. Let's, let's, con, let's communicate. It's yeah, I'm hurting too, which diminishes Hannah's feelings and completely shuts down the conversation. Ashley, I want to ask you, if you went to Jared with something that was really hurting you, right, that was going on in your relationship, and his response to you was, yeah, but I'm hurting also. What, yeah. How do you feel? Shut down. Yeah. Diminished. Yeah. Like he Forgotten. doesn't want to hear. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And you're going to leave the conversation still with a burden on your heart. That's not how communication works. And it isn't. Me too all the time. Right. And it's super interesting that Hannah um, goes to the producers and she says, like, you can like kind of like see her say something along yeah. the lines of like, please talk to him and tell him what it means to feel like she's obviously frustrated with him. Yeah. It, it, what it means to actually feel anything towards me, empathy, emotion, anything. if she, so we don't know whether or not he gets a rose, obviously. Oh, uh huh. but, um, we, but like, how could she ever <laughs> at the end of this? Right. Well, cause it doesn't get any better. Right. I mean, she sets him up for the most success. She talks to these producers, which I love them showing because love everybody, it, always, love it, love it, love it. everybody always asks me, do the producers force you into things that didn't manip manipulate you, whatever those things. And I always say it's no, they just guide and direct. 
And you see it here, which is exactly how producers would work. You've seen it play out perfectly. She goes down with issues. She goes down with with problems. They don't tell her what to do. They just listen, respond, and say – and she goes, can you go talk to him? And they say, that's your job, Hannah. You go talk to him about this. Now, they could have said – they could have talked her through it and you know, calmed her down, but they didn't. This is a conversation that Luke P. and Hannah needs to have. And what is Luke P.'s response? Literally, Ashley – and. I just had a tweet the other day because one of our listeners goes, Ben, you got to start ta- stop talking about self-describing. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. D- over with. You know I don't like it. I'll come back to that in two more years. But literally could not say anything more boastful than what he said. I know. That's it's so is, cringy. It's so cringy. This is what – this is – oh, you could not have – and Luke, if you're listening, I hope you know it's cringy. I would – come on podcast. We'll tell you it's cringy. Come on the podcast. We'll 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 talk about your communication. Come on the podcast, and we, let's have a re- redemption story. Luke P would be a great, a terrific in depth, in depth, a, a terrific in depth. It would be amazing to hear his story and figure out how we can love on him best and fall in love with him as as a person. Because right now we're not seeing great things, and he goes, "It's weird that none of these guys like me because wherever I go." Everybody loves me. In high school and in my hometown, people love me. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, come on, listeners. Come on out there. How many times in our life have we met somebody that said something similar? And I don't care if you like the self-describing part or not. It's cringy. Everyone loves me. I cannot. Everybody, everybody likes me. I mean, Ashley, I think you're... You're a very loved person, liked by a majority. I guarantee you not everybody loves you. I feel like I'm Ashley. 50-50, but <laughs> you, I think, is a better it's a better person to say everybody loves you. And I know you would never, ever say that or even think that because you're humble. Because it's not true. Like, it's just not true. I Trust me, get on my Twitter. Like, it ain't good sometimes. <laughs> it gets ugly. I know people don't always love me. And for him to say – so here's the thing, Ashley, and, and then we'll stop talking about it. And let's just break down the whole conversation. So Hannah P's issue with Luke P is that he isn't getting along with guys at the house. He's not feeling things. He's not emotional. He isn't vulnerable. And as a result, they seem to be missing the mark. It's all stemming from his inability to, uh, for lack of a better term, humble himself to the place that he's at and, and be self-aware – that he is is kind of destroying relationships in the house as he goes. So instead of humbling himself and being self-aware, he says this exact thing she's probably hoping he doesn't. Don't you think? I am too caught up in the moment right now of thinking about, is it self-describing that I just said, I think 50% people love me and 50% no. hate? No, Did I just not. do what we were? Am I just totally hypocr- no. hypocritical? If you would have said... If you would have said I'm the most <laughs> humble person in the world and as a result, if, then it would have been tied in. But no, no, not at all. You're <laughs> okay. good. Not okay. cringy at all. All right. Um, so wait. Don't you think that he missed the mark completely when he said that, that the rest of the date honestly was never going to be fixed because of those words? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't I don't even know how she honestly went on. I Well, we don't know if they did because <laughs> we move on to the dinner portion of the date. To where he starts saying that she's perfect. And we have two more points that we want to touch on. What's happening here for Hannah, I think, is she's still trying to tell him, Luke, I don't know if I'm in this. Like, I don't know if you're in this. 
I don't know what we're doing here. Like, we're obviously not connecting at all. You haven't seen the real side of me at any level. I have other people on the show that already have. Like, we're missing it. And he starts talking about how perfect she is. And she's going, what you're seeing is not really me. So me being perfect in this moment to you isn't true. Like, it's not who I am. She's so great at this. She's so good. I mean, Hannah has never, I have never wondered what Hannah is feeling through this show. And I don't think the guys have either because she has been incredibly honest. I love how bad she is at like keeping anything in. And how good it is for us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just, if she doesn't dump him at this, we will all be unsatisfied. I will think that she's actually, for the first time, not doing, like, not listening to herself. Mm. And uh, it'll be shocking. This is normally, if we're going into week six with this, this is normally when I would think the villain would be cut out. And then we can start concentrating more on the love and less on the drama. But who knows? I mean, could you imagine her keeping him after this? Like, what Not would she be even doing? Close. Be, what would she be doing? Because she like is, she basically doesn't like his personality. She basically was very mm-hmm. physically attracted to him the first couple of weeks, and now realizes that a face doesn't really mean that much to her. Even after the whole dinner, Ash, they're still at odds. She thinks he won't be real with her. It's actually really weird. She's asking him a ton of questions about the relationship with the girls and the family. And we see Luki not answering. I'm with you. He can't stay. It's the whole date's been going the opposite direction from either what either of them want. And, you know, to either of his person's perspective, maybe they just don't connect as a couple. At this point, they're realizing that, yeah, they're not the best thing for each other. And maybe that's the problem is Luke P in his mind is still saying that they are. It might be the worst date. I've ever seen on the Bachelor franchise or how much buildup there was to it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Ashley, to close up the podcast for today, this is the part that confuses me. I think he stays because next week in the preview, we see him praying at an altar in a church. No, now, like he goes somewhere else other than Scotland? It looks like it to me. Unless like, they leave the day. And she does the whole, I'm not going to pass out a rose tonight. I need to think about it. And he goes back and he goes to the church. I think he ends up staying till next week because I bet he got a rose on this date so that she could process it. Here's my thing. Ash, no, I got to get personal for waited. a second. She should have waited to the rose ceremony and at least let it simmer in her brain. Be like, I'm not going to give you a one-on-one this day. I'm going to make my own rules. I'm going to have a couple days or I'm going to have like at least like 24 hours to figure she it might out. have. We don't know how this ends. And then he goes to pray. That's my theory. Yeah. Okay, so you're not positive that he's sticking around next week. Actually, I got to get personal for a second. Okay. My buddy watched the show with me last night, and as a Christian myself, um, I don't love when it feels like faith is being used (laughs) as a weapon. Uh Did you take that line from Nick? Nick's been saying that everywhere he he gets a chance. He says that God has been being used as a weapon with him. Really? Yeah. We should have That's, Nick come on. Oh yeah, we sh- definitely should. Um it's not okay to me because a lot of people watch this show from all different ages. It isn't fun to watch as a a believer in Jesus to see that God's name as being used as a weapon mm-hmm. at any level, right? I want these two people to figure it out as adults, as real human beings. 
I don't want a faith that I know is very important to probably Luke and to Hannah, to all to a lot of other guys in the show. I don't want it to be used as a focus point to protect from the story going on, right? I mean, it's not a good look. And I don't love that the end of this episode shows him on his hands and knees praying because in my belief, and maybe I could be wrong, prayer should be done and quiet. It shouldn't be yeah. done to cause a scene. It shouldn't be shouldn't be done to be boast. We should be serving and praying quietly in our own worlds, right? There's a great verse that says, serve so that your right hand doesn't know what your left is doing. And I feel like to use a faith or a prayer at any level could get really dangerous. And it gets very personal to me. Bravo, Ben. You said it, you said it all. So, hey, I hope that Luke P is praying. I, I, I hope that he is trying to process where God is at in his life at this time. I, I have zero doubt that he is. Like, I think he has a, probably a relationship that he desires to be authentic and genuine with God. But I also think there is a responsibility as men and women and just humans in general to figure our, our stuff out on our own. And I hope he is doing that. I hope he takes responsibility for his actions. I hope he takes re- responsibility for how he is communicating with the guys and the Hannah. And I hope this isn't that we don't see next week him putting any type of blame on any of the other guys. I'm just tired of it. So he needs to figure his stuff out on his own. I love what you just said, Ben. Bravo. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, If someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. 
In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Would you like to do some emails before we wrap this up? Love to. Let's do it. Okay. I like this, but it basically was something you said last week, I think. This is from Megan. The new Tanner. Does Garrett not give you guys major Tanner vibes? He's not the front runner. He has some funny comments. He seems to be cool and calm. He's definitely slow to warm up to Hannah. He also seems really close to the guys in the house. I'm not sure, but this feels a lot like the Tanner of this season. And I think you said that last season. I think that's why you said you loved Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Oh, this is about Garrett? No, I think this is more about Grant. Grant. That's Grant reminds Grant. me more of Tanner. 100%. Grant reminds me of Tanner. Garrett doesn't. No. See, Tanner was funny because Tanner was such a big fan of the show when we went on, before we went on, that he would sit in the back and just quietly break down what was happening. I know. He was the encyclopedia. Was gonna, like, he was the encyclopedia. And so he was funny because he was so quiet and passive and calm that I fell in love with Tanner right away because he was just a good voice to have around. Now, I'm sure Garrett 
has that similar vibe, but Grant definitely to me. The, this is the email's funny because from Megan, the, the question at the end is, "What is your favorite dessert?" No, All that's, that to be that's said, why I took goes, it. That's why I took what the is your email. favorite dessert. Because- <laughs> Ashley, what is your favorite dessert? <laughs> um, my favorite dessert is a warm chocolate chip cookie out of the oven. Mm, mine's strawberry rhubarb pie. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. I don't yeah, really like fruit based desserts. No, come on. It's not dessert if it's not chocolate. Um, next uh, email. What about Mike J? Why is Mike J not getting much screen time or attention this season? He seems smart, kind, genuine, authentic, and does not put up with the drama that the other men start in the house. He calls out their um, S-H-I-T, but does not, but does so in a way that is protective of Hannah's heart. I'm totally team Mike, and if he doesn't win, I think it's about time we have a Bachelor of Color. Now, Katie, this obviously was written before this week. I think we see a lot of Mike this week. I hope that you enjoyed that. I think that uh, this podcast is definitely a fan of Mike. I think he could be a, the next Bachelor. I don't know if he's right for Hannah, as Ashley was saying. Um, but I think after this week, we'll see more and more of Mike. I have to laugh at this. This email from Katie. She goes, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. We have a theory. We have a theory, I guess, her and her friends, that in our experiences seem to be almost proven People tend to be attracted to people that look like them. In fact, great couples often often are told that they look like siblings. For example, you and Jess, Jared and Ashley, Colton and Cassie, Tanner and Jade, JoJo and Jordan, and Becca and Garrett. Based on this theory only, Hannah B. will pick either Luke P. or Tyler C. Are we crazy or do we think that people are subconsciously attracted to people with similar features? I will tell you, I... I'm attracted to people who have similar features to me. I like dark hair, usually dark eyes. I like almond-shaped eyes. I like guys with big brows and full lips. Full <laughs> lips. I I there like literally um just have like this type and everybody's always been like you look like you could be his sister. Like to all the guys that I've really, really liked in my life, including Jared, which is fine that Jared and I look like like we could be, you know, related. Maybe not directly sister and brother. I don't think directly sister and brother, but you know, there's similarities. But the only other people that I see have similarities in this group, Colton and Cassie, they look like they could be siblings, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Tanner yeah. and Jade do too. Uh, maybe that's why they created the most beautiful child I've ever seen in Emmy. But mm. I don't see you and Jess looking like siblings, and I don't see JoJo and Jordan, Becca and Garrett, eh, either. You know, it's funny. I've been, a, I, I feel like I've been attracted to all different types. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm so attracted to Jess, and then I've also been attracted to blondes. Like it's, yeah. I, I have a wide array of attraction. I don't, but I do, <laughs> I do think that you are attracted to somebody that looks similar to you. Um, I have zero idea. Why? I think it probably is a mating thing. Don't you think that like if you have compatible features that you will produce a strong looking child? Ooh, that could be Ash. Look at you. That's just (laughs) the smartest young lady I know. (laughs) Hey, uh, Ashley, wild podcast this week, a wild show. Um, Again, hey, congratulations to you and also myself. We've both worked hard at this and the whole team at iHeart. Uh, Mark, Easton, Amy, Tori, Daniel, like just the whole team that's worked on this since the beginning. This is our second year, once again, and over 15 million downloads in two years. We're rocking and rolling. My buddy asked me tonight, Ashley, does it feel like the podcast is has any end in sight? And I said, 
There's absolutely no way. I hope not. I really hope we're doing this as long as The Bachelor and Bachelorette continue. Let's do it. Hey, with that, Ash, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you later. Later, Gators. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.